Hello and welcome to that tech pod where we discuss all things e-discovery, cybersecurity, data privacy, tech innovations. I'm Laura Milstein. And I'm Kevin Albert. We are live at Legal Week. I know everyone's been waiting for this moment since the bonus episode. So speaking of, we have Todd Marlin from EY. Hopefully by now you know his name because we're big fans that so we always bring him on. But mostly we allowed him to come on the show today because EY is a big deal. We know this due to last night's award ceremony. EY was up against Epic, Priori, Sherman and Sterling. None of these companies matter to me. You know why? Because we're here with the winning company. EY Merchant's platform is amazing. Todd, welcome to the show. Can you tell everyone what the chaos I'm trying to say actually is? Yes, thanks very much. And it's uh, very exciting to be here at Legal Week and back on that tech pod. Always a, always a fan of the pod and uh, love the work that you guys do. Really exciting evening. Uh, we won in the legal ops category against very reputable competitors. But uh, at the end of the day, the platform won and it's awesome. Uh, and what's really you know most important is you know being here on the ground, talking to clients about you know their issues and how we can help, whether it's in legal operations, whether it's in litigation support, whether it's in compliance, just a, you know, very exciting time. And that's, that's, uh, it was an unbelievable surprise, right? Cause you never know going into these things, what's going to happen. Right. And it was really nice to be recognized. That's awesome. You talked a little bit about the, the platform and all, but can you talk a little bit more and kind of give our, our listeners a little bit more insight into actually what the product does and, and kind of what problems you're trying to solve? Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Kevin. So uh, the platform is a microservices-based platform that's on uh, Azure, but can be installed in any cloud or in our client's cloud. And, and, and at the end of the day, there's lots of different use cases. So first, in the litigation area, um, there's lots of times whether um, or you know litigation situations where clients need to analyze data to support their claims. That requires, you know, workflow. Requires you know, bringing instruction data, look at exposure, who knew what when, timeline events. So that's sort of one use case, uh, as well. You know, from an operational perspective, if you think of the typical legal department, there's many different workflow ro- workflow routines that need to happen for a business as usual. So you can run those routines inside of you know UI virtual. When you talk about the compliance perspective, uh, and you can you know look at this on our website, but you know, the typical organization has 35 different use cases related to compliance, and we uh, provide solutions related to all of them. Um, And at the end of the day, it's a mix of, you know, workflow, case management, analytics, review, machine learning. And it's really whether it's, you know, compliance could be anti-bribery and corruption, it could be anti-money laundering, you know, there's there's a wide variety of use cases. but what's most interesting to me is when we started doing this six years ago, everything that we would do for clients was a custom programming effort. Sure, we could, right? It's super expensive, Good. prone to error. So the you know the really the, the art here was to create something where clients can come to us with a problem that we can rapidly respond and either can be for a one-time event or for a business as usual equation. And the way that that happens is we built these reusable components where essentially just like TurboTax driven through wizards, we can build apps on the fly in the legal and compliance space to, to today, where essentially we have a legal and compliance app store. 
and sort of taking a step back, how we present this to clients is beyond sort of those functional items that I mentioned is we have out of the box, ready to go apps, meaning there's there's just configuration, right? It's almost like the settings in the iPhone. How would you like to use it? Then we have tailored apps, which are based on these wizards that you can make choices. And we have professionals trained around the world that can make these in consultation with clients based on their issues. If, if it's a new type of uh, application, we use these wizards to stand it up very rapidly. And when I'm, I'm not talking weeks or months, I'm talking days or hours in certain instances. Um, then we have workspaces where, you know what, it's not, today's quite interesting. You know, you work with the client. It's not like you go take the data and you uh, go off in your hole, right? You're it's a collaborative effort, right? They want visibility. They want involvement. Often clients have technical professionals just like ourselves that they want to be part of the process. So we created the facility to make that happen. We call that workspaces so where we can work with them collaboratively. And then lastly, like, there's a lot of great tech here. And it's not completely wide, right? And then there's new tech coming out, you know, every day. And we need to have a facility to constantly bring in new tech but provide that common unified experience our clients to come in through a central front door, but have it all integrated, right? And this is, you know, kind of goes back to a challenge that we all can see, which is legal and compliance have the most sensitive data, the highest risk, but the least say in the tech traditionally that is uh, selected for them. So often the IT organization or another part is selecting a tech, and then they have to figure out and go find a use case, right? So what, what do you wind up with? Spaghetti. So we've tried to bring order to the chaos, and it's not about you know coming in and totally replacing everything. It's about incrementally helping, but then leaving it all together, and that's what we. Yeah. Todd, I need to take a moment. You're incredible. I mean, I was just like, so yeah. <laughs> every time I talk to you, you honestly should be a motivation. Like I could be like, I'm having a sad day today. Todd would be like, sadness. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, but I think diagnosis is fun. So not to say UI isn't fun. We love UI, clearly. We think you guys are doing a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, we want to be a week and, and we don't want to get too crazy. But I do want to get a little crazy. So um, legal week is kind of a messy week. You know, I remember my first legal week and I tried to block it out because it, you know, a lot of mistakes. But now that I've been to legal week many times, you know, one, as a Carlson, previously of AWS and Swan, who knows where she is, but she once said, nothing good happens after 11 p.m. Unfortunately, right. um, that's usually when the night really gets started here at Legal So it's craziness. But we, uh, we also get to see all kinds of new tech, all kinds of companies. And you look, you know, where did the booth get positioned? How strategic was that? And you have to realize that some of the exciting booths are not even in a good location and taking the time to really look at all these things. And then it comes to time. You have companies that spend tons of money on marketing or they fly out every single person from their company. And in reality, does it really make a difference? I mean, I'm seeing marketing on the elevators, on the doors, everywhere. I'm seeing thousand people from one company and when i leave here i'm not gonna be like well, that's the company i need because there were 300 people there from that company it's 
he experiences it's hearing the award you win and then i'm going to talk to you i want to know more i mean after the speech i'm never going to get a chance because yeah. people are going to want more of you but how have you been feeling about this you know you've heard my experience with this methane exciting how do you feel about legal leave what should we allow for what should we avoid are you impacted in the same way i am or are you looking at me like i'm crazy it's, it's hard to read them <laughs> Well, that that was a fun question. I think like a fun five questions, which I also love being a part here. So, but uh, so I'll, I'll tell you this: I called my wife uh, as I was on the way to the hotel. So my plane was supposed to you know, land at four fifteen. But you know, look, you know, these are like intense few days. So I'm like, look, my wife's name Marissa. I'm like, Marissa. After I hang up this phone, we may or may not speak later or over the next three days. It's like, I'm leaving this, I'm going into the awards dinner, then to a cocktail party, and I don't know where else. <laughs> uh, and then it begins again in the morning, starting at, you know, 6 a.m. You know, 6 a.m. till whenever. Um, and that's, you know, there's, there's a, a bunch of different things. So for me, you know, it's about um, connecting with peers at other organizations, so, you know, I connected with, you know, for example, this fellow last night, um, he and I have led parallel lives, but at competitors and we keep hiring back and forth the same person and talking over her because she's amazing. And so we were just, you know, reminiscing about that. So there, there are those experiences, but then, you know, you're at the awards dinner and, you know, it was super cool to win. But the other thing was, awesome opportunity for competitive intelligence you know what what's out there who's winning why should we be you know taking advantage of that technology so i took a lot of pictures of companies that i want to like follow up on because something impressed somebody and i need to know about that because you know at the end of the day it's about helping clients to solve problems and having the best technology to do that and as I said before, you don't always bring all of that. It's about sometimes it's bringing the parts together. Uh, then, of course, it's, you know, also, uh, you know, about having, you know, trying to find moments of fun also. So, you know, meeting uh, clients, you know, you know, for drinks or uh, the breakfast that I have this morning or, you know, tonight at dinner. But, man, I'm going to tell you when I fly back Thursday, you're going to see me on the plane and you can't, the sound won't be audible, but I will be like, I'll pulled for like, you know, the flight home. But I, you know, I, do, I do enjoy this. It's a unique opportunity. I, I hear what you're saying about the, um, the branding point. See this. It doesn't, I agree with you. The branding doesn't influence the buy decision, but I do think if folks don't know you're out there, they will not contact you. So I do think there's something about being present top of mind. And there are, of course, you know, lots of ways. Of course, that tech pod is an awesome vehicle to do that. We're really uh, fortunate to, ha you know, have this opportunity. Kevin, how do you feel about it? 
I like it. For me, I think the show has changed a lot over the years. Like This is, I think, my 16th League of Week. And for me, it's amazing how far things have come. But at the same time, you're right. It's, a, it's also an amazing opportunity to reconnect with folks. And I'm always kind of psyched to see some of the people that I started with at the very beginning and to see kind of how they've grown and to see where they've gone as well. And so for me, I think that's one of the things I really like about League of Week. It's kind of like a like a class reunion type of moment. And, and there's a lot of things. But I, I guess for me, one of the questions I kind of have for you is what is the thing that you're excited about this week? What are you looking forward to? You know, whether it's a session, whether it's a, a new tech, is there anything specific that we should be looking out for this week? You know, I think that's an excellent question. And so, you know, when, when I think of the different issues that um, the legal community, et cetera, is confronted with, these are the topics for me that are top of mind. Number one, the different types of data sources that are out there. So no longer just the, but not that it was always about email and documents, but now you have, you know, data coming as a result of the way people communicate, whether it's, you know, Zoom, Teams, Slack, Google, whatever, you know, the, the rise of, you know, mobile data as well. And that creates, you know, ownership issues. You know, certainly, you know, I've had a front seat to organizations that I've grappled with. How do you even get that? And who owns it? How do you negotiate it? As well, you know, I, I think that uh, a particular area, and I mentioned it before, that's often overlooked is around the structured data. People often don't think of that when it's really being discovered because it's not being discovered, but it's still highly relevant. And lawyers and legal support professionals are dealing with that, you know, every day. I also would say that a huge issue in area that's not going away is in the area of cyber and cyber incident response and. You know, you might think that's separate from, you know, legal and discovery, but it isn't. And it requires some of the same techniques with different stuff. So how do you handle, you know, the personal data that's been compromised and how do you notify? And so, you know, really when, when I think, you know, forward around those issues, I'm looking for, you know, different technology providers, you know, really those issues. And I, I should say also video. How many, we're sitting in the lobby here at the Hilton. How many cameras do you think are around here? Right? God forbid somebody trips and falls. That video might be important, right? And how might you go about dealing with that, right? And so, you know, we work with clients where questions of how you might even search and redact videos, you know, come on, audio. So for me, it's really looking at, you know, beyond the traditional and looking for, for novel solutions because those issues are not niche anymore. Those are common, you know, everyday issues, and they only get more complicated as you deal with these on a global scale. And so it's not about trying to take something that's not designed enforcement, right? There's companies that are coming up with niche solutions that are equally as important as the core. And so, you know, that's that's where I think it's going. And then, you know, lastly, and, you know, and I and I mentioned this, you know, last week in another context, I think in a, I think we're on the precipice of another change for the industry. And for me, and you know, I, I look forward to seeing what happens. It used to be a question of can you apply machine learning? Can you apply predictive coding? Can you apply technology assistive review? Now it's almost the norm, right? But is today's norm where we're gonna stop? Or is there you know further steps that we can take to drive change, create efficiency, and get better results? And I think the answer is yes. And, and what I mean by that is 
certain companies, a lot of them that have a certain regulatory and litigation profile, have the opportunity to take their knowledge from repeat types of matters and use it in the future. That's not the norm today. But my question to both of you is why not? Feel you. Kevin is like, I want to answer this so bad, but I also just want you to know 100% chance our listeners right now are like, I need to change my life. <laughs> For me, the answer is because it's hard, right? It's not easy to really know what to bring in, know how to do it. And there isn't really a, an automatic sum. I think, you know, the reason everybody kind of defaults back to documents, you know, and, and the traditional is because it's the, it's the easy get. And some of the, you know, the harder things, the, you know, it used to be like Bloomberg chat was the impossible thing. And then it was Slack and some of those things. And so I think the things that are still important, but outside of the quote, 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 you know, normal realm are getting harder to kind of identify and figuring out exactly what's relevant and what you're going to need. Again, five years ago, no one would have thought we we're ever going to do Zoom calls. Never going to, you know, that's not going to be something where they really have to worry about any discovery. No one's going to need to grab my teams or whatever. And now that's absolutely in scope. And so I think some of that's interesting to me. And it's kind of figuring out, you know, what are we going to do to get that kind of data? And you're right. I mean, the the market has kind of moved, but you're right. We're not going to be done here, you know, because we don't know what we don't know in terms of what's coming. And so for me, that's the piece that's interesting. And I like that kind of, you know, the idea of it. So I definitely agree for sure. I see you gearing up. I just want to say, after you answer this, I've decided I'd like to challenge you to a game. So get nervous. <laughs> I, I I am nervous. I, I was just going to say one other thing, which is there's a whole lot of frenzy around chat GPT. And I think, you know, if we don't say that like 25 times a day, if we don't you know, get the lucky ticket to enter, you know, the prize. Everybody's like, chat GPT, can this order Uber Eats for me at 12 o'clock? And it did order, you know, an egg white sandwich because the dinner at the Olympics was not really good. But, uh, but the point is, is that like, just like you're talking about Zoom, that's going to be a thing, right? Like chat GPT didn't, you know, this derived piece of artwork, you know, there are litigations around that yet. And then there's going to be situations where it did a person write that or did the machine. And so open AI has, um, a model that supposedly detects it. But what about all of the generative AI that's not from ChatGPT? So I think you're right, Kevin. I, I think in the future, there, there are all these things that we can't contemplate. You know, as the world changes, there's going to be new data. There's going to be, you know, new things that we need to look into. And so this, you know, that's exciting. And so again, that's something that I really want to look into this week. But I, I'm, serve it up. I'm, I'm ready for the game. I think. You can be scared. So. I am. Uh, so we've been this game here at Legal Week, where we ask people these questions with things that we're talking about all the time. So it's called in that acronym. Um, so we're constantly using these acronyms all the time, and yet, coding on the street style, we'll go up to people and ask them like, "What's he want?" And and people do know you, so I, I won't ruin that one. But but it's just anything that you're just saying. Now it's a million acronyms. What are they? So are you up for the challenge? I'm up for the challenge. Right. Well, you compete against someone, but instead you're competing against you. So you win and lose automatically. <laughs> Let's see how many points you can get. I'm nervous here. <laughs> okay, here we go. First one, GDPR. Global Data Privacy Regulation. General data privacy. That's right. 
There we go. Good save. Good save. We'll save. Give we'll give you the voice. All right. Let's go with CCPA. California Consumer Protection Act. Love it. Privacy Act. But you know what? It is protecting. So we'll give you that anyway. You're almost on a roll. We might want to stop this game early. So uh, let's go ALM. American Lawyer Median. I don't even know if that's right, but I pushed it the conference, so I should know that one. But again, this is why I don't play the game. So, Todd, we've been chatting to you for a while now, years and years and years, and also this morning. And you're so consistent. And I think that's how I feel with EY. Because they're a great company, you, you have the whole background of we know the name, we know the people. There's a lot of companies here that we've looked at that we're like, oh, we, we know the name, but in a negative way at this point. And people have to rebrand. You guys have never really had to do that. You're just constantly growing and changing. Are you concerned about that? And and I mean that because sometimes rebranding does help a company. And the fact that you guys haven't had to is positive. That's a very good question. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, the brand is one thing. But when you think of, you know, EY, that, that's just the name. It's really the people that are on the team that make the company. And so at one level, it's, and this is to me the probably the, the most important thing, attracting and retaining the best people in the world to work with clients and to be good teammates and be good citizens and good people. That's job number one three ten. And if we're getting that right, mostly everything else will fall in place. Now you can't get it always a hundred percent right because it's an imperfect thing. But that's really what I try to focus on and what the, the leadership of the team tries to focus on. Now, when you work at a large organization, what is important is that, you know, PY pretty much does almost everything in the world in the area of consulting. So it's almost a need to have micro branding so people understand um, what we do in the area of legal science. And, um, you know, it was interesting. I was having breakfast this, this morning, you know, a friend and, and a client, and she was mentioning, you know, that she had gone through 10 years of herself. And, um, you know, I was thinking, like, when I came to, you know, EY, you know, 12 years ago, I made a pivot to focus a little less on law firms, a little more on corporate, just because of, you know, some of the dynamics. And now I'm re-engaging with law firms again to, to get out there and tell the story. And that's really what I hope you know, the team at large does, you know, every day, which is, yeah, it's great to have, you know, on the highway or on a entrance to a doorway to have your need, but we have to bring it alive. And the only way to bring it alive is through things like this. And I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know both of you over the years and hopefully, you know, vice versa. But if we weren't doing this, you wouldn't know anything about me personally, nor what we were talking about at the end of the conversation. And to me, that's really where that comes a lot. And so, yes, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And it's something that, you know, everybody that's part of the organization, whether it's your EY or your own company, every day, 
you 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 are your right individually and for the organization that you represent and if you want to you know have interesting opportunities interesting experiences work on difficult problems then you have to be out there and you got to live it i guarantee you there's going to be like hashtag you are your own brand (laughs) everywhere like you are starting you are starting something here uh before we let you go kevin has one more question that he wants to ask you so I'll let him ask that and not take up too much time because I know we all want to get back to the floor and all our listeners are probably like, did they forget this week uh, as we put this up a little bit late because you're important and this is important and we we wanted people to hear this. So, Kevin. I think one of the things we're seeing is a, a lot of, you know, sort of obviously everybody's focused on AI. How do you kind of rise above the noise? How do you kind of differentiate yourselves from some of the other players who are, are, are touting very similar messages. You know, how do you separate yourselves? So you, you saved the easy questions for last, yeah. Kevin. I thought you liked me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a, it's a very good question. And the honest answer is, I think if you're, it is to try to be different. And the way that, that I think to, you try to be different is to really understand the problems that clients are having instead of leading with solution. So, you know, not that I'm like some epic salesperson, because I'm not. If you talk to my wife, she would tell you I'm an introvert, which you probably don't believe, but I am. You know, after this, I'm going to go home, pass out, and I'm going to be in a good fight. But (laughs) taking a step back, listening and understanding what the client challenges are, instead of going in and having this mantra of like, okay, I do these five things, and I'm going to just go tell you why, like, my widget process is cheaper and better. That's not like, and so what we've tried to do is to really understand the challenges related to different stakeholders, whether you're a law firm, whether you're a corporate legal department, whether you're a compliance department, what are the things they care about? Where are the problems? What's working well? It's not about trying to take your static stuff and bring it in because if you're static, you're done. And I'll give you an example. So I was talking earlier about structured data and I'll give you another example after this, which is for ages, companies and their lawyers in different types of litigation need to go get structured data, analyze, you know, collect it, analyze it, maybe report on it, produce it, maybe have an expert testify. And for ages, that process has not changed. And so, you know, we looked at that and we said, you know, we talked about this, you know, one, how can we enable and make it more efficient? You know, if you look at that process, it's not dissimilar from some of what's called the EDR. And so, you know, why can't we take some of the lessons from e-discovery and apply it over here? Well, Honestly, you know, some of the folks doing that work might not like that because it's going to change that, create some efficiency and change roles. So instead of, so we, we challenge that, right? Because clients challenge us. We have to challenge ourselves. So we took this to a uh, large corporate three years ago. We said, you know, you're like, you have like a 150 people over here in-house doing you discovery and you have us and another large vendor. Why not? take some of those lessons and put it over here. And it's taken off by wildfire. We helped them save a lot of money. 
we brought a platform play. You know, it's it's it puts people in in the right seats. Now, I guess the point is that's the way you differentiate. You try to look really understand. Like we're all experts here at the table. Instead of playing forward, the same thing. Just look at what people where you can make an impact, where the problems are, and bring something different. And that's that's what we've tried to do across the board. And this is you know why we came up with EY Virtual six years ago, because we thought there was a better way. And there are there's always a way to do something better. It's just whether you have the um, force of will uh, to try it, to put yourself out there and to engage in this, or do you want to stay safe? You know, the safe the safe play doesn't always win the race. And you, you really do need to put yourself out there. And so um when you talk about UI, how do we differentiate the people that we have on the team have honest conversations. They listen and we deliver on what we're gonna say we do. That that's true. And then because we have this expertise, we look at the, the problems that clients care about and bring novel solutions and then make that repeat. Wow, I need another minute. Well, Todd, you've been great. Thank you for uh, stepping aside. I know it's a chaotic week, but but we really do appreciate it. I know a lot of lives have been changed, um, not just about EY Virtual, but truly remember everyone, be your own brand. I know I will. So this has been awesome. If you want to learn more about EY, everything that's going on with EY Virtual and all the exciting yeah. news, reach out to us we will give you all of the information we will also be sending out a mail out so yeah, hopefully you've already received it by now which will link to some information where you can uh, reach out to them but ask us questions we would love to hear from you at contact at that swing over to our website www.thattechpod.com you can go to our social media LinkedIn slash that talk pod, any of the other ones. We're not good at them. I don't update them. Don't check them out. Just go LinkedIn and subscribe to us. We love you. And uh, if you're here at Legal Week, look for us. And always go, you know, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever, and um, give us a review, give us a five star rating, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. See you. Thanks, guys.